here we are, another live podcast, Tuesday morning here in Palm Coast, Florida. Surely love you, thank God for you. We have some visitors today in the audience. We've set up the office as a miniature studio, uh, just trying to be a blessing to people and them blessing us as well. You being here is a blessing to us. But these are true students of the Word of God. Now, they love the Bible, they love their church, they love their pastors. And so they have access to come into these podcasts. You could possibly too, but you'd have to contact Dylan here at church and find out how to get in here if you'd like to be. But let's open in prayer. Lord, we thank you uh, for the hour in which we're living, for the, the, the time in which we are on planet Earth. And we thank you today, Lord, for insight, uh, for wisdom, for understanding concerning these days. The Holy Spirit, you're the great teacher. You're the greatest teacher of all, the greatest teacher on the planet, in the in the universe. And the Bible says that Jesus would send you and you would guide, lead us, teach us concerning all truths and all matters, that you have the ability to, to show us and give us revelation concerning the Word of God, reveal things uh, to us supernaturally. So Holy Spirit, we call on you today as we divide this Word. We call on you to reveal things to us in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Uh, God bless you once again. Get your pen, pencil, your notepad, and your Bible, and let's get right into this. We've been talking about, and my wife will be back next week. Uh, she has um, rehab. Uh, I shouldn't say rehab. Sounds like she's been a naughty girl. She's had a, a what's it called? Uh, physical therapy. She's in the very back right now getting ready to exit to go to physical therapy. Uh, but she'll be back next week with me. Now understand this, as we teach on this subject, uh, the end times or eschatology, uh, we don't just take, uh, you know, and form opinions. We don't off the cuff teach this. Uh, we have several resources. Uh, those who we look to that are proven ministry, ministers, as I said in my, my live Facebook pod or, or Facebook video earlier, the number one resource that we have and, and we find all our truth is the Bible. And the greatest teacher that we've found and that there is is the Holy Spirit. So our, our reference is the Word of God, number one, the Holy Spirit who helps us understand the Word of God. And then there's uh, five or six others that we, we've obtained their books and teachings along with the Word of God. And we have hundreds of hours this month alone. Well, yeah, we're still in this month. Uh, in this month alone, hundreds of hours studying, discussing my wife back and forth and in, in, in perfecting this teaching in the sense of where I feel comfortable enough to release it uh, in, in an absolute, meaning I'm not guessing. I, I get calls all the time. People say, hey, you ought to maybe look at this over again. And, and I'll say to them, I've looked at it about a hundred times now. And, and I've cross-referenced it with other scriptures, and I've come to the place where I feel certain I can release it and not get in trouble with God. Uh, so once again, we've taken time to calculate what we teach. Uh, and so open your Bible, and let's get into concerning these last days, our end-time truths. Uh, we must look at uh, what we can call a an, an, uh, Bible chronology or, or prophetic chronology, meaning the chronological uh, signs that are taking place now to point uh, to a calendar date and time. It's very important that you know that. Uh, once again, we don't, we can't go by feelings or opinions. We must go by the B-I-B-L-E. Amen. So 1 Timothy 
3, and I'm going to read 1 through 17. It's a little scripture, you know, it's a long scripture, but I, I, we got to lay the foundation uh, for this again this week, and I'm going to read it out of the Amplified. Now, once again, we're talking about Bible chronology or, or prophetic uh, timeline in, in which we're going to begin to reveal and, and declare uh, uh, present signs. Where are we presently concerning the end time? What is the end times? Uh, the, you know, we are in right now the church age. Uh, so if, if you're taking notes, we're in a church, an age that since the first advent of Jesus Christ, uh, we entered into the church age. We'll end that church age when we're raptured. That'll be the end of that age. And then a, a new age will be birthed. And that'll be us being raptured, and then we're going to immediately go into the tribulation age. We'll get into birth pains and the deliverance of this new age, but we are in the closing now, or in the very end of the church age. So it's very important you understand that. So these signs point to and direct us. It's almost like having a compass or having some kind of device that can show you your way through these last days. It's like a, a prophetic guidance in the last days maze of trouble, and of sin, and destruction. Amen. So uh, let's start in Timothy 3. It says, But understand this, that in the last days uh, will come set in perilous times of great stress and trouble, hard to deal with and hard to bear. For people will be lovers of self. Circle self and understand this. We are living in the most progressive uh, self uh, world, state of the world that humanity has ever seen. If you just go look on social media, everything is about you. Everything is about self. Uh, From what we wear to what we drink to what we eat to where we go, we've put ourself, we've plastered ourselves all over social media. That's a sign of the end times. Now write this down because there's got to be a gauge, uh, you know, of of end times. So if the church age started with Jesus and he prophesied this, Jesus did in the Gospels over 2,000 years ago, 2,020 years ago, uh, how come it's not the same then as it is now? Like, Like why do you think it's different? Well, we have to look at these three words, intensity, increase, and frequency. So the, the signs, and once I might be getting a little ahead of myself, but the signs that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John called birth pains are, are, are pointed to labor, like a, a mother would go into labor. Well, at the end of labor, before you birth something, is the most severe labor pain. Uh, so we can begin to look at from the time Jesus released this, or his secretaries wrote this, whatever book we're in, that we can begin to see the intensity of what God said would be signs of the last times. Uh, so like uh, in a second, I'll give you some wars, some dates of wars, how many wars and the, the intensity and number and frequency, meaning they're more frequent. Uh, we, we see, well, right now, uh, I, don't, I don't think there's ever been a time, I know there's never been a time on planet Earth where we've been more self-absorbed. I mean, you think about that. Uh, We used to care about each other. Here, I'll give you a point. Uh, We have in here from age, uh, from 20s to, I don't know, 
I just say early 60s, amen, uh, in the audience. So I remember, and you'll remember this, a time where you were excited to talk to your neighbor. You, you remember that? Where you, when, when neighbors would come over and visit, you were excited. Uh, when you saw someone on the road you knew or in the store, you'd take time. You saw someone in a little, you know, a drugstore where you used to be able to get a sandwich and a soda or something, you'd visit. Well, well, why don't we do that anymore? Because it's all about us. We don't have time. We're self-absorbed. It's about my feelings. It's about my desires. Well, that was a sign. Are you telling me from 19, let's just go back a couple decades, uh, from 1980 till the present date, that that number one, that first prophecy that Paul said to Timothy, uh, for people will love themselves, be, be, become self-absorbed uh, more than anybody else. They'll become uh, self-centered, lovers of money, and aroused, and inordinate, uh, greedy, desire for wealth, uh, proud, arrogant, uh, um, boasters. They'll be abusive, blasphemers, scoffing, disobedient to parents, uh, ungrateful, unholy, and profane. Now, mind you, this was written to the church. That's what's really, really baffling, because you can look at the lost world that, that, that they're not light, they're not salt, they don't have any form of doctrine, uh, they, they can't obtain the doctrine in that lost state. So if we're looking at the world, we could say, all right, this is a no-brainer. Sinners should sin. If you're a sinner, be a good sinner and sin. Uh, but if you're a born-again believer, you should abstain from sin, From you take on a different nature. But he's talking to the church. So let's look at the church, come on now, are, are we all still here? Let's let's go back, let's just go back 20 years and look at the church 20 years ago. Was there problems in the church? Yes. Was there sin in the church? Yes, uh, absolutely. But can we say that the problems in the church have intensified? Uh, has the frequency changed? Have they have they increased 100%? Uh, we're living, we are living now in an age of celebrity preachers where the preacher doesn't care about your soul as much as they care about your money. And, and, and what really concerns me is preachers that were sold out to God for many years, good preachers, uh, they're not talking about your soul. They're not talking about heaven or hell. They're not talking about the rapture. They're not talking about uh, tribulation. They're not talking about sin. They're, pre they're still talking about, well, we're, uh, let's believe Trump in. That's what, now, I didn't say that, so don't get mad I said that little curse word to some of you. Get offended. But some think we can have Trump back, we can have whoever your little favorite president was for the last 20 years, that we're going to go back to a pre-state. No, no, because what we're in right now falls under Bible prophecy. Bible prophecy has been dated and predetermined by God, and you cannot change it. That's Bible prophecy. I don't care if 10 million people say we're going to pray, we're going to change this event. You cannot, you will not change any prophetic event because God has established it, has put a date and a time on it, and has given it to us. And in Bible prophecy, it's not doom and gloom, it's hope. There's hope in Bible prophecy because we can begin to see our future. Uh, for me to know I'm getting raptured, that's not a bad thing. Now, a lot of Christians get upset about it because you probably have family members that you've not won to the Lord yet or even tried. So, so your feelings are attached to their future. Well, separate yourself, tell them the truth, give them the, the opportunity. Uh, but to me, knowing the rapture's coming and seeing these signs, 
I'm not upset by it at all. Uh, rather, to me, it breeds an excitement. I'm ready to leave this earth. If I had a, a button I could push today, an easy button, that I could leave this earth, I'd already pushed it. Uh, but the, the button's coming, and that's the return of our Messiah, our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. He will come in the eastern sky. The, the, the clouds will part. The trumpets will blow. The Bible said in Corinthians, the dead in Christ shall rise. The bodies of those who have gone by way of the grave uh, shall go first. And then us, those who are alive and raptured, shall meet them in the sky with our Messiah. You, you can't switch these events around. A lot of times I, I've heard and I hear uh, there, there's several different opinions concerning the Scripture. Well, I want the only opinion, and that's God's opinion, which is fact or truth. I, I don't care what uh, 14,000 different people, how they divided the Scripture, lest they use the Scripture to divide the Scripture. I don't want to hear your opinion. I don't want to hear a, a derived opinion because of your denomination. I don't want to hear a, a, a opinion derived by uh, your feeling because you've read a, a perverted translation of the Scripture. I want to hear a calculated, uh, true, uh, stated Bible facts on what's going to happen. And that comes by studying or being a student of the Word of God. Uh, can I have an amen for that? Uh, so here we go. Let's go a little further. So we have these things which already point to where we presently are. Uh, they will be without natural human affection. All right, look at the little the, the little fights we have in the streets. What do they call them now? Protests? They're, they're really wars. They're not a protest. Uh, but uh, those people now, I, I, I see people on news clips where they rip someone out of their car, shoot them, get in their car, and drive away like they did nothing at all. It's a sign. Now, not, now uh, we saw this singularly in the 70s, 80s. Uh, uh, you know, there was a couple of guys that, in the news that were killing people and didn't think anything about it. But now you see it on a mass scale or, or a mass, come on, are you still here, a mass level. Uh, therefore, once again, pointing to prophetic events or a time frame or chronology. They'll be without natural human affections, callous, inhumane, relentless, admitting of no truth or appeasement. They will be slanders, false accusers, troublemakers, intemperate, and loose in morals and conduct, uncontrolled, fierce, and haters of good. Once again, this is written to the church. Now, uh, Dylan and I have deep con you know, conversations, and I don't like to even say these things because it's perverted, but uh, many, now not two or three, thousands upon thousands of churches has, have introduced ungodliness and sin by way of the pulpit to their congregations. This was written for this time. Uh, many now say they've separated the doctrine. They say there's a, there's a PG doctrine for children and there's a rated R doctrine for adults. And with that rated R doctrine, there, there's hidden truths uh, of number one, uh, the newest thing is sex toys. I, I hate to even say this. It's embarrassing, especially my mother in the room. Uh, sex toy and sex toy parties uh, within church circles. Now these are ordained by the pastors, so-called pastors. Like like they're involved. This isn't like a, a, a side thing. And what they're saying now, and, and I, I don't even use these words. So I'm not going to say any deeper. But they're saying uh, self pleasure is ordained by God, uh, so you don't cheat on your spouse. 
or so you preserve yourself without having sex possibly till marriage. These are the things. Alcohol's okay now. Uh, cussing's okay now. Well, what, what's happened is we're seeing the prophecy fulfilled. Now, as the day gets more filthy, the, the end of this age gets closer. Is, is that a clear thing to you? Uh, hold your spot there for a second and turn with me. Uh, amen. It, it's so good to have you in the studio uh, here. It's, it's a lot easier to talk to people than to a screen or a camera. Go into Mark 13. Thank you, buddy. Mark 13. And, and let's look at some end time uh, Jesus prophecies. You didn't know Jesus was a prophet. Uh, but let's look at what Jesus said. Mark 13, 4 through 8. Mark 13, 4 through 8. Uh, I'll, I'll go a little long. If, you, if you're in the studio and you have to remove yourself, that's fine. Uh, I'll go a little long because I, I want to get some of these things out, and, and I'm only, just almost through my introduction. 13, uh, 4 uh, through 8, it says, Jesus is with his disciples. He's on the Mount of Olives. Uh, he's uh, against the temple. Peter, James, and John, this is three. Peter, James, John, uh, Andrew asks him privately, tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign when all these things shall be fulfilled? Now, Jesus just talked about the destruction of the temple, meaning him. It would be destroyed, but they'd rebuild the temple in three days. Uh, so they say, well, how are we going to know when this is happening? Which is a great question. That's why you're here today. You have the same question. And Jesus answering them said, and began to say, take heed lest any men deceive you. Circle that. One of the great end times is deception. I've been teaching this. Uh, the great end time demon is the demon of deception. Uh, so he said, uh, take heed lest any man deceive you. For men shall come in my name saying, I am the Christ and shall deceive many. If you look at even from, the, the you'll know the name David Koresh uh, in Waco, Texas. Uh, you'll know the name, uh, was it J J Jones? that had people drink the juice and killed, all right, those people, or that's, that's in the 80s, it's progressed. You don't see it on the news because the news is under the control of Satan. So Satan does not want to help the, the world see Bible prophecy. But you see now more cultish people. What is a cult? A cult is someone coming in the terms of a religious cult and saying, I am the Messiah, uh, follow me to death. That, that's what cults do. That's what David Crash did. That's what this Jim Jones did, and on and on it goes. So we see that's taking place. Uh, and then he says, And when ye shall hear of wars, rumors of wars, be ye not troubled, for such things must be, but the end shall not be yet. All right? For nations shall rise against nations, kingdom against kingdoms, and there shall be earthquakes in diverse places, different places, and there shall be famines and troubles. These are the beginning of sorrows. All right, so now let's look at this now for a second. Uh, first thing is wars, and then it says who's going to have wars. Kingdoms against kingdoms, which is the word Greek word ethos. Uh, ethnic, ethos is ethnic or race. So you're going to have people, uh, uh, ethnicity, uh, against ethnicity. And it's not just black and white. You're talking about Middle Eastern countries. Remember, mind you, the United States of America 
I'm not going to say the least, but one of the least prophetic nations on the planet. Uh, we The only thing we have to do with end time prophecy are the Christians that are presently here in the United States of America. The majority of, of uh, all the prophecy, which the Bible is one quarter of the word of God, combining the Old Testament, New Testament totality, one quarter is pro- prophetic. One quarter of all scripture is prophetic. Uh, the Middle East nations and countries are the most prophetic. Jerusalem being the capital city of Israel and Israel itself are the most prophetic nations in the Bible. We also see the the Oriental armies, which would make up uh, China, would be number one. Then you have Korea, North Korea, South Korea. Uh, you have Japan. That would be the Oriental armies. You have Russia. Uh, that's very prominent in the uh, end time scale or scope of things. Uh, you also have Iraq, Iran, Lebanon, all those surrounding areas are going to uh, take play a major event in the last days, but America is not. America is not the bear. They're not the eagle. America is not the, the, the lamb, not the wolf. They're not. Uh, America was broken off somewhere in, in history uh, from the motherland of the, uh, you know, Israel and on and on it goes are attached to, but we play nothing prophetically. I remember years ago as a young boy, I was taught that the eagle and the bear, that would be Russia and America, that was an error. Uh, We play nothing in the end time. Are you clear with that? Now, that being said, we can possibly say, now I'm not saying, don't take this as fact, but a lot of people believe it's a fact. A lot of Bible scholars say it's fact that America, when we are raptured, will probably come under attack, nuclear attack. Uh, you say, why, why would that be or what points to that? Well, we have in, Paul in the letters and Peter talking about a bomb uh, going off and we talk about the annihilation of flesh and so on and so forth. But we also see a, a, a God truth, be not deceived, or be not mocked, or, or be not deceived, uh, God will not be mocked. Whatever a man sows to, that shall he also reap from. The only nation in history that has set off two atomic bombs is America. So therefore, America has to receive, according to the Scripture, an atomic bomb, uh, but that's not going to be while we're here because God has promised uh, a rapture uh, to his people before destruction. Now, let me just give you a little side note. We'll get back into this. There's a a group of people that are uh, pre-trib people. That's what we are because that's what the Bible teaches. Then they're mid-trib people. They believe we're going to be raptured mid-tribulation, three and a half years. And then there are people that think we're in the tribulation now and we're going to be raptured after the tribulation. Uh, Let me help you. Uh, the, the, The word tribulation itself implies the judgment of God. That's what the word tribulation. The first three and a half years are, are, are the tribulation. The second three and a half, the Bible in, in the book of Revelation, in the book of Daniel, in the book of Ezekiel, uh, the, the Bible says you're going to enter into the great tribulation. So you go from judgment, trouble, e- extreme trouble, uh, to greater judgment, greater trouble, greater extremes of trouble, and this will be God's judgment unto those who denied him. So if we've been justified, according to Romans, 
Uh, come on now, and you go read the fifth chapter of Romans, but Romans chapter one and uh, Romans five, one and nine says you've been justified through faith. Romans one five, Romans one nine says you have been justified through the blood of Jesus. That word justified means you are now just and right or righteous. Uh, you are no longer a sinner. You're no longer like worldly without God. You're no longer opposing God. You have been justified. God looks at you in a justified state, uh, uh, meaning there's no longer a penalty or a separation between you and God. Uh, Jesus has bridged the gap, are you here, and, and has connected us with God. So why would God justify us and then leave us for seven years of his judgment upon us? No, those who are justified will not see the judgment of God. It's those who are not justified, have refused God, that are going to see his judgment. Are you still with me? Can you say amen? So back to wars, ethos against ethos, or, or nation against uh, nation. That would be like this, Russia against America. That's ethos and ethos. That would be Iraq and Israel, ethos, ethos. That would go all the way back to Ishmael and Isaac, ethos and ethos. Those, they were half-brothers. But the Bible says Ishmael and Isaac will never come together. There'll never be an agreement. You can't pray for peace. It's prophetic. You say, why don't we just all live in peace? Why don't we just pray that Islam and Christianity come together? They tried that. It's called Chrislam. It's an actual religion. And it's an error of the word of God. It's a total, total ungodly error for any Christian to try to change God prophecy. And God said, Isaac and Ishmael shall never come together. Therefore, Christianity and the Islamic nations can never come together, can never agree. They can't even agree to disagree and be like little mushy little friends. No, it's against Bible prophecy. So it, it, sh- it, it will not be. But our battle started from there. And every war you see is tribe against tribe, nation against nation. Why? We have tribal opinions. Uh, we have culture, and, and, and other cultures uh, test our cultures or, or go against our culture, uh, you know, challenge our culture. So we got to change that so they don't change our culture. Well, that the Bible prophesied it. Now, let me help you here. Let's just look at, I went through and looked at a few years of wars so that you could understand, uh, the, the once again, back to the intensity, the increasing, uh, the frequency, the number of Bible prophecy. Uh, so nation against nation, let's just go back, let's say like the from the 15th century uh, to the 20th century. 15th century, there was 29 um, uh, wars. Uh, 16th century, 59. Is that increase? Yes. From 16th to 17th century, there were 75. So 59 to 75, increase. The, the 18th century, 69. So it kind of lulled off. The 19th century, 294. Is that increase? Now let's talk about intensity. From the, the 19th century to the 20th century, 278. Uh, that's the kind of about the same. If you take the 21st century, just the first decade, there's 55 wars. If the, the 21st century ends 100 years, we're on track for 550 wars. That's increased. Let's look at intensity. Because remember, you got birth pains, you got labor pains intensify. So the, the atom bomb that was dropped 
in the 40s on Hiroshima and Nagasaki uh, was uh, enough power to destroy 150,000 people in a split second. 77,000 buildings in a split second, completely gone, annihilated. The bombs we have today, present bombs, are 4,000 times stronger. Uh, possess, so let's say the, the bombs, the atomic bombs we dropped were at a number one. To see what present uh, weapons we have now, you'd go from one to 4,000 in increase. So you see we have the ability now to wipe out not just 150,000 people. We have the ability to wipe out tri-states, meaning Florida, Georgia, uh, Alabama, and, and probably even more of that area. And then the outfall of radiation over time could annihilate a, a whole nation. So uh, that's where, that was prophesied. There's an intensity there. So can we say that we're, we intensified, according to the Scripture, wars against a war and rumors of wars have intensified? Yes. So then can we take the clock uh, from one time to another time? And the answer is yes, not opinion, but according to Bible prophecy. All right, another thing in Luke. Are you still with me? Another thing Luke said, he said, uh, For many shall come and say, I am the Christ, shall deceive, when you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, but be not troubled. Now, if you were going to get left behind for this, you should be troubled. If you're going to be, if you're a, a, a mid-trib or post-trib, you should be extremely troubled. Because you believing that way, hopefully God's grace, hopefully the rest of your doctrine's not goofed up. Uh, but chances are, it, now I'm not making fun because there, there's error and ignorance. And God has grace for error and ignorance. I have scripture to prove that too. Uh, so hopefully he has grace for you. But if you err from the truth uh, in ignorance concerning such a great matter, chances are you're probably erring from the truth on how to get to heaven. And, and I'll pray with you at the end of the show. Amen. Uh, but here he said, there'll be rumors of wars. Be not troubled. These things uh, are going to happen. But the end shall not be yet. Uh, for nations shall rise against nations, kingdom against kingdom. There shall be earthquakes in different places. And then it says troubles and famines and on and on it goes. All right, so hold on. Let's talk about earthquakes. Let's look at, let's look at earthquakes. Dylan just told me last week, I, I think you said, Dylan, there was like two off of California, over seven. Yeah. Oh. So let's look. 15th century, there was two. Uh, earthquakes over 7.0 on the Richter scale or greater. Uh, 15th century, there was two. 16th century, three. 17th century, seven. 18th century, 13. 19th century, 29. 20th century, uh, 123. Uh, we are on pace in the 21st century to have 1,440. So the 20th century, 123. The 21st century, at the fullness, 1,440 earthquakes over 7.0 on the Richter scale. Is that pointing to Bible prophecy? That's Bible chronology. It's very simple to see that we're in an hour, we're in an age. Now, it also talks about pandemics. It talks about fam famines, perilous times, fa pandemics. We just had the most, now we've had the bubonic plague. We had the measles. We had all these things which destroyed uh, thousands upon thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, but we just had a pandemic that stopped the entire globe. Yeah. Humanity was frozen in time. Uh, humanity stopped. Time stopped because of this uh, horrible 
uh, man-created scientific disease that was planned to be an attack against humanity. It's only preparation for the end time because I'm telling you right now, when we're raptured, uh, the the thing, I say the thing, but you'll understand. Uh, we, the thing, the people, Christianity, the power, is withholding the fullness of the Antichrist and stopping the wrath of God. God's not going to have wrath on his good children. Uh, when we leave the wrath of God, the rapture takes place. Uh, God takes us out of earth or, uh, you know, off planet earth. We meet him in the sky. Uh, a seven-year wedding feast begins where the bride and the bridegroom will be together for a seven-year wedding feast. At the end of that time, well, partway through, more can join and be guests of our wedding party and our feast. Uh, you know the story, 144,000 Jews will show up on the scene immediately when Israel signs a peace treaty with the Antichrist. The, the, the tribulation will begin at that signing of that paper immediately. 144,000 Jews will be sealed, uh, meaning they'll not be able to sin or go against God. They'll be sealed with the truth. They'll become radical evangelists. Now, you've heard uh, about people believing for a, an awakening, an end-time awakening. I believe the awakening can be in the church, but we don't see any prophetic proof uh, of a great awakening uh, outside of the tribulation. We see these 144,000 people bring masses into the kingdom in three and a half years. Uh, so we see there a revival taking place uh, during the tribulation. And then after that, the, the, those masses will be raptured. This is all in, in your Bible. If you just plainly, I'll just give you some reference today. If you plainly go read Re Revelation 6, uh, Daniel 12, uh, you can even go into and read uh, Revelations 14, uh, Revelation, the book of Revelation 14. Um, you can go read what I'm about to tell you, the two witnesses after the 144,000 are raptured, after the masses are raptured. God still will release two radical witnesses. Uh, that's Revelation 11, Malachi 4, Revelation 10. Uh, they'll come and evangelize who's left for that last remaining three-and-a-half-year period. At that time, uh, uh, the end of that age will come. Uh, Jesus will come put his feet on Mount Olives. Mount Olives will split. It, it's neat, Dylan, you'll like this. It's neat that Jesus is meeting on Mount Olives in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the account, and describing to them prophetically uh, the end, and he's going to end it on Mount Olives. He, he, yeah, he surely did, didn't he? That's my boy. He's sharp over here. Uh, but you think about that. He'll, his, the power in which in vengeance he returns to end that age, he'll split the Mount of Olives with his feet. He'll release a nuclear times a trillion bomb out of his mouth by way of words where it says all humanity that are there opposing him, a 200 million man oriental army that oppose God will be annihilated by the words that come out of the mouth of Jesus. It says that that valley of Megiddo will be filled to about five to seven foot of blood, flesh blood. It'll be a sea of blood of the remains of, 
of those who opposed God. Uh, another, another Bible prophecy, the Euphrates River has to dry up. Why? That's the only separation, the only way for China and Russia to get that, ma- that massive of an army to Israel, to, to attack Jerusalem, Israel, uh, th- that nation, is through the Euphrates River. Then until it's dry, they have, not, they have no access. They don't have enough ships to come around. They have no access to lest that river dry. The Euphrates River is dried. Uh, the only thing that's missing is they haven't joined, which we know they're in conversation now. We've seen it on the news. Uh, different armies are now joining and, and signing treaties to come together, which will very quickly make up that 200 million man army. Then at that time, uh, Jesus wins. We enter into a thousand-year millennial reign with Jesus. That's all of us come back to this earth. Uh, we'll rule and reign over this earth. Now, now here's another. And we'll, Dylan, if you'll remind me this for next week, give these scriptures of this. What you do now, according to Paul to the church in Corinth, uh, how you deal with matters now is what position you'll take in the millennial reign. So, I mean, if you're happy just to be a part of it, like you say, I'm just happy to be there. Well, that's fine. Don't do anything. Uh, But the minute you understand that, uh, if you're faithful with what God's given you to do, uh, he's going to judge that in the millennial reign and set you in a position in the thousand-year millennial reign. You say, who are we going to be ruling and reigning over? Uh, we're going to be ruling and reigning over those who are born in that thousand-year millennial reign. So we're going to raise up a whole nother generations in a thousand years of those who are born after the seven-year tribulation. There'll be those who are birthed in that time that that made it through. Uh, the Bible says, then at the end of the thousand-year millennial reign, Satan will be loosed for a small, short season. Why in the world would God lose lose Satan after we've had victory for a thousand years? Well, the good news is to those who were raptured, those who uh, believe God, he, he and his, uh, will have no effect on you. But he has to be released to deal with these that were birthed and never had to oppose him. That's the love of God. If God didn't love humanity, he wouldn't have given humanity free will. But free will is the greatest thing. that The, the ability to choose is the greatest thing that you possess. That's why when someone tries to take that, a, a, an evil husband, an evil wife, or a, a person under a demon spirit tries to rob your ability to make choice, that's demonic. But these that are born in that, that, that time... Are, are going to have to say yes to God and no to Satan. Uh, then, all right, everybody say then. <laughs> then he's going to throw Satan, all of his demons, and those who said no to him. God wants every person on the planet to say yes to him. He doesn't want to control you. He doesn't want to manipulate you. True God churches don't want to control and manipulate you. They just want to show you the way uh, to heaven. That's all because there's coming a storm. There's coming a storm of God's wrath. There's coming a time of the Antichrist that will be in that seven-year time that's going to be such a horrific season of life that most won't be able to stand it. And God said, I'll make a way out through Jesus. Come on, preaching pretty good. 
So he'll lock up now all of those, Satan, and, and he'll seal that lid to the lake of fire forever. Now, the good news for that is that begins our eternity. No more Satan, no more loosing of Satan. It, it'll be God, all the believers, God, uh, all the believers, Jesus, the fullness of the kingdom of God. He said, I'll make a new heaven, a new earth, and I'll set up a new Jerusalem, his capital city, I believe, which is now in Jerusalem, uh, will be where God sets up the new Jerusalem. And we'll have access to him. Can you say amen? Glory to God. Amen. Uh, so so back to, let me in, we're out of time. <coughs> I hope I'm helping people uh, with this teaching. I, I don't I don't try, to, I don't want to scare anybody. I don't want to hurt anybody. I'm just plainly trying to get you into the kingdom of God and, and trying to get you to understand uh, where we are. It's time to wake up. A Christian, this was written to us. This is our book. This is the records of our ancestors to us, uh, to humanity. But uh, lost humanity can't receive this, the Bible says. Uh, but you can, church. And it's time for the church to, to, to walk out of, set themselves free from deception. Uh, if, you're, if you're so bound in deception, come to the altar of God. But your children are, more, are not more important than the truth. Your marriage is not more important than the truth. Uh, your businesses are not more important than the truth. Money's not more important than the truth. Your hobbies are not more important than the truth. There's nothing greater than walking in God's true path or obeying God's word, especially in this dark hour in which we live. Glory to God. Can I give you a few more little facts that you'll like? One of the uh, Bible prophecies, well, a couple of them, were Israel would re re uh, become a nation. Uh, and the Bible says, is that even possible when you read that scripture? Is that even possible? Uh, and, and it happened in 1948 with one swipe of a pen. Israel became a nation. Uh, what many thought was impossible and what nations fought to try to stop. Isn't it funny that men under evil guidance, uh, you know, uh, rulers, dictators, uh, formed armies to stop this prophecy, to try to stop the, the will of God. But uh, the Bible says that uh, 1948, Israel became a nation, another prophetic sign. The Bible also says that it'd be, Jerusalem would be deemed as a capital city. That happened in 1967. But I like this one. The Bible said that there would be a mass return to Jews to their homeland. Well, uh, now from A.D. 135 till now, it hasn't been... From AD 135, it has not been till now, more Jews uh, in Israel than anywhere else on the planet. And God said, that my people will come home. Not only will they come home, uh, he said the desert barren lands uh, would drip with honey. They'd be clothed with green grass. The flower would bloom. This didn't take place till they begin to return. And this was in our, our lifetime. Uh, now Israel is one of the, the largest exporters of roses, prophecy being fulfilled. I'll give you another one. Uh, th this I, I'll just wet your, your little whistle with this, your excitometer. Leading up to, to now, uh, in 9-11, there were um, almost more Jews in New York City than there were in Israel. 
And if you study and, and, and ask why were there so many Jews in New York City, what was their draw? They had all of their assets tied up in the Twin Towers. Who is the god of the Muslim, Muslim uh, army? Ishmael. Uh, who is his target? Isaac, the Jews. So is it by coincidence that the majority of the Jews were in New York City and their wealth and riches were, were held and tied up in the Twin Towers that they were attacked? Was it an attack of America or was it an, an attack, a prophetic attack against the Jews? Once again, uh, we're red, white, and blue. We bleed red, white, and blue in error. We should be really bleeding the, the, the colors of heaven of the kingdom of God. Uh, America is, is such a nothing nation when it comes to prophetic truths or prophecy. Are you still here? I love America. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but maybe, are you still with me? Maybe, just maybe, uh, we're coming to an end of an age. It's not bad news for you. It's not scary for you. It should be enlightening. It should be refreshing. Prophecy should be refreshing to you. Uh, it, it should be full of hope to you. Uh, that we have a God that loves us, that's doing everything he possibly can, not to judge us. It's not what God wants to do. Uh, he will, and he said he will, prophesied it, established it, gave you fair warning concerning it, but that's not what his goal is. His goal, Jesus came to this earth to seek and to save those who were lost. His goal that everyone uh, would meet him in the sky, Jesus in the sky, and everyone would make heaven. All humanity, he created you. He wants you uh, for himself for eternity. He doesn't want you to go to hell, and he didn't create eight hell for you. But if you choose Satan, that's your eternity. Let me just help you in closing here. If you don't know the Lord, Savior, Jesus, you've never received him, the Bible says call upon him and you will be saved. What do I do, preacher? What do I do? Uh, maybe you can somehow listen to this and you're left behind. Just simply, you, you don't have to put your head towards heaven, but the Bible says that's where your help comes from. Uh, I'd just put my, my head to heaven if I were you, and I'd say, Jesus, I call on you. I need your help. If you want scripture for it, it's Romans 10, 9, 9 and 10. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. That's good news. So anytime, no matter where you're at, you can call on the name of the Lord Jesus, ask him to save you, and the Bible says you shall be saved. How do I know my heart's right? Uh, you wanting to say the prayer reflects you got the right heart. So God bless you. I love you. Until next week, tune in, share this, like, share our link, help us. We need help getting these truths out. There's false doctrines, there's false teachers, false preachers uh, right now opposing the truth, and we're trying to get the truth out and flood the world with the true love story of our Lord and Savior. So help us. I love you. Rich Summerlin, pastor at New Way Church in Palm Coast. I'll see you Wednesday night if you come to church, and I'll see you on the podcast next week. God bless you.